Alright guys, before we get started, if you like what we're doing, don't forget to press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start. Then like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Also check out at LamerGamersCast on Twitter and throw a review down on Apple Podcaster Podchaser. Hey Rowdy! What's up? Did you know? What, what? There was a game that was released a long time ago that got an update after seven years. And what game is that? Worms Armageddon just got a major update. Um, is there like a... I don't know if there's a... Um, I don't know, an award for that? What what do, you, what do you get when you update a game after that long? I don't know, man, but it's kind of funny when you see this. Like, I think the longest running game ever that finally got an update was like Doom or Doom 2, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that happened like not that long ago. But, I don't know, seven years, like, how major of an update is this? This, is, this isn't just like fixing some glitches or anything, is it? Nah, like, dude. No, it's adding like some social aspects, I believe. It's smoothing out the frame rate whenever people do jumps with the ninja rope. All sorts of things, which if you play Worms, you know how important it is to have non-laggy play when you're using a ninja rope. Dude, and I mean, it's paramount. Worms Armageddon, I think it's been the best one yet. Yeah. So I've been I've been uh, playing Worms since late 90s. And yeah, this man. one this one's really good. Now, wasn't their last game WMD? Oh. I think Armageddon was before that. So yes. are you thinking of this WM- last one, which is good? WMD is my favorite one. Yes, my bad. Yeah, man. The newest one. Oh, so Worms. Okay, gotcha. Worms Armageddon. Yeah, I don't remember this one now that I think about it. Awesome. So everything I just said is a lie. <laughs> uh, they were both good games. I mean, come on. Um <laughs> All right, so I just had I had to include that in news. Like it, it makes no sense, and it's just fun. And Worms Armageddon is a good game. That's funny, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, seven years. I mean, there's games on the Nintendo Switch, or heck, even games on the Xbox that have <laughs> that never put updates out. You know, to see a game like this get updated after seven years is great. All right, next up, speaking of the Nintendo Switch, uh, there is an update out for the Switch that. Uh, is helping with Joy-Con drift, supposedly. Now, the official update states that it only has increased stability because that's just kind of the generic go-to for Nintendo. Uh, But there are some positive reports online that this also may be stabilizing the Joy-Con. Now, not not necessarily pro-cons, right? Yeah, Um, but real quick, how... If this is a hardware issue... The only way a software update could change that is if they made it, what, less sensitive? So I saw some people were claiming that a couple updates ago it reintroduced some issues to the Joy-Con. It may be sensitivity related. Uh, This is, you know, I can't for 100% sure say that this is true. Let us know if it does. I've seen some positive things on Reddit, but uh, I don't know, man. I think it supposedly undid some change they did with the Joy-Cons. So I don't really know. I don't play with the Joy-Con very often. Um, Now, I do play with a Pro Controller, though. Yeah, Uh, and um, we kind of we've kind of documented my uh, luck, or lack thereof, with (laughs) <laughs> pro cons yeah. pro controllers um i have i have two pro controllers and they're special edition pro controllers i bought the splatoon 2 special edition one that is the purple and pink i mean the the pink and green one and the xenoblade chronicles 2 Ooh, special right edition there. one um and this sob right here has Procon Drift now. I've never heard... Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there has had it, but I've never heard of Procon Drift before, but I was playing Animal Crossing, and uh, uh, I was getting really annoyed because I would go to dig somewhere, and every time I would let go of the joystick to try and dig, it would turn and face north, or face up, 
and dig there. It happened over and over and over again. And then one day, I was like, I just decided to let it go, see what would happen. And my character starts walking up. So I tried <laughs> all kinds of different things. Because, um, I mean, as far back as the Nintendo 64, there have been ways to fix drift. Um, so I tried everything, and it still does it. Uh, and this is right after I just got my Splatoon 2 controller working again. No idea why it didn't work, but one day I picked it up and it just wouldn't turn on at all. Like it was dead. So I plugged it in to charge it and no lights would come on. Like it, it wouldn't charge at all. Um, so I was super annoyed by that and... Every couple of weeks, I would plug it back in just to see if it was something I did or, or something that I missed. And then about two weeks ago, I plugged it in and it charged all the way up and it works now. So I don't know what's up with Pro Controllers. I like them. <laughs> I don't know what's up with them. Well, though. all <laughs> it, I don't think it's your Pro Controller. It's just the Animal Crossing character really wanted to go to Red Shop. You know, that's North, right? Don't get way. me started on red. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to check, is it back yet? Man, I haven't seen red in a long time. No, he's not back. <laughs> he's never there. Red and Celeste <laughs> never show up for me. <laughs> All right, uh, next up. Oh, uh, hmm? oh I, was, I was just saying, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh yeah, by the way, I was telling Rowdy, like, man, hey, I got this stuff you can clean your controller with. Just spray it on whatever you want. Yeah, I'm probably uh, going to need Electrical it. contact cleaner. Yeah, I had to take mine apart a while back. I think I had, you know, I got into that phase where I was playing Diablo a lot. And uh, I think that's what happened. It just got all grossed up in there because uh, I put way too many hours into that game. Duh. And I just had to clean it out. Luckily, though, the the Pro Controller is way easier to put together than the uh, Joy-Cons, by far. Yeah, that's cool, man, because, like, I've got a controller addiction, so I don't bit. want my controllers to... Oh, my God, I got the hiccups. I don't want my controllers to break, because I have so many <laughs> of them. Yeah. Like, my awesome purple and orange Joy-Cons that I'm looking at, and my highlighter yep. yellow Joy-Cons, and all the other Joy-Cons that I want to buy... Cause they're awesome. <laughs> All right, next All right. on the list here, next man. Next up. Hey, so I didn't know this it? happened, man. Uh, Paper what? Mario: The Origami King was leaked. Yeah, it was leaked before release, and even the um, leaker communities like, "Hey, Nintendo, we feel really bad about what we did." They even uh, like put up a graphic about telling themselves to Nintendo because Nintendo will come into your house in the middle of the night if you're a leaker or a pirate and they will disappear you uh but <laughs> they're like oh this game's fantastic we're sorry we leaked it early it's like that episode of south yeah. park we're sorry yeah we're now this sorry. is different yeah, exactly <laughs> now this is different from the last of us 2 leak because that angered everybody in the world um this leak nobody really cared about so uh have you played? Did you get a chance to play it yet, Rowdy? I downloaded it late, but I haven't got to. Yeah, I haven't got to play it yet. Um, so we're recording this on the seventeenth, the day that uh, it actually came out. And with my job, I have to be up at two thirty in the morning, so I go to bed at like seven at night. Ugh, so I, I was going to bed right after this. Oh no 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 no! I don't have to be at work until nine tomorrow. At the Ooh. It's, it's it's my other job. Oh, it's the ER, right? Yeah, it's the ER job. Yeah. I don't have to be there until 9 tomorrow. So I'm actually going to stay up late tonight. I'm actually going to go to bed at like 9. Ooh, but, uh, <laughs> late night rowdy. <laughs> but no, so I was asleep like hours and hours before it even came out. Yeah. And then uh, today I just haven't gotten around to it. I came home from work, had my afternoon coffee, uh, winded down from work. And uh, then got ready for the podcast. So I haven't played it yet. I'm going to play it tonight, though. Um, I have to play it before I start Ghost of Tsushima, though. Yeah, that's like a 60-hour game, right? Yeah, I mean, it's what I hear, man. Some people said they knocked it out in about 40. But yeah. with me, like, apparently if you have attention deficit disorder, like, Ghost of Tsushima is not the game for you because they literally have shiny objects there for a reason. 
I'm screwed. If you see a shiny object, <laughs> if you see uh, uh, something that is a different color or, or, or contrast with the color palette, they did that on purpose so that you would go that way and find whatever it is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm worried. I don't have a PlayStation, though, so I guess I shouldn't be too worried. Now, there is a common thread between the two games. What's that? Or, they will both cut you. Uh, goes yeah. to Tsushima with the sword and Paper Mario with a paper cut. Yes. Uh, all right. Now, it looks like Paper Mario is sitting at a Metacritic score of 81. I believe Ghost of Tsushima was actually very similar. Yeah, Ghost. Um, uh, the the last I saw, Ghost of Tsushima was an 83, and Mario was an 80. So it's definitely come up since I've last seen, or at least Mario has. Um, but yeah, uh, I. I I was going to talk about this, but I think one of our, our, our Twitter friends beat me to it, talking about how uh, everybody's going to talk about how great an 83 is when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima, but how awful an 81 is when it comes to, to Mario. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Now, I have looked up uh, some scores. So, uh, I found two that were very interesting to me. By the way, uh, we have the Zeros in the Twitch chat right now who says it is awesome. Nice. But, uh, nice. IGN gave the score, gave the game a seven, which is pretty low for an IGN score, to be honest. Uh, then you look at the top of the Metacritic scores, it shows comicbook.com. I, I, the reason why I picked that one is because I found that interesting that comicbook.com would rate certain games. Uh, comicbook.com gave it a five out of five, and it appears that it's. The reviews for both of these are drastically different on why they give those scores. Comicbook.com gave it a high score because the story and writing is good, which makes sense if you're a comic book person, right? You're there for a story. Yeah. Uh, and the graphics are generally good. Whereas IGN basically said the gameplay and battle is kind of shallow. Uh, and they were mad that it wasn't, it's one giant world more so than it is segmented levels. So, a little bit I, different. I actually like the giant world aspect of it um well i mean i i I haven't played it but i'm i that's not gonna bother me um but all the uh, all the reviews that i've seen all talk about the battle system and say how it's shallow but as long as it's not sticker star or color splashes battle systems i'm gonna i'm gonna love it (laughs) yeah i i hated sticker star and um color splashes battle systems and i've loved every paper mario game except for those two um even super paper mario on wii which was drastically different than the first two uh, <laughs> they've all been good uh so this one had better not be another strike for nintendo because that'll be the third strike nintendo you hear that nintendo um, but rowdy's gonna leave you <laughs> no, no just 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 paper mario not nintendo okay. just paper mario just leave paper mario um but, but back to these reviews, um, IGN's reviews, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but they recently dropped the um, decimals from their mm-hmm. their points. So uh, now you only have whole numbers, uh, 0 through 10. Um, and their 7s are actually on the good side now. Because normally it would probably be above 7.58 were their good ones. But since they they only do whole numbers now, uh, sevens have actually been pretty good. So IGN giving this game a seven actually surprised me that it was that high. Um, But at the same time, I've played games that IGN gave like a 4.5 and absolutely loved. And games that they gave like a 9.5 and I hated it. (laughs) Looking at you, Sekiro. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about Sekiro later, actually. Uh, All right, uh, let's go ahead and break into the two different direct style uh, presentations. First up, we had Ubisoft Forward. And, uh, Roddy, I guess we'll go back and forth with reading through what the games they released. Uh, But Ubisoft Forward is... uh, I mean, it's very much like a Nintendo Direct. It's very clean now. We don't have to worry about Aisha Tyler talking about things that I don't want to hear about. Dude, you um, shut your face. Aisha Tyler is great. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand her in the Ubisoft Direct. She is great, Her Ubisoft man. presentations, they drive me insane. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, <laughs> they're always so cringy. You know, and that that is the nice thing 
about the direct formats is you can cut out a lot of the uh, awkwardness of live things. Um, you know, if we have anything like in the podcast that doesn't really work, we could cut it out. You know, you can't do that whenever you're doing a live show. Yep. And video games that are not ready often don't work completely. So, <laughs> well, speaking uh, of uh, speaking of their live stuff, last year they actually announced the first game we're going to talk about, uh, Ghost Recon oh, cool. Breakpoint. Um, so it seems like there's going to be an update for it where uh, they have AI teammates are coming to Ghost Recon Breakpoint on July uh, July 15th update along with uh, improvements to Ghost War and a brand new live event Resistance launching on July 16th um, now Breakpoint uh, was actually a huge flop for Ubisoft but oh. last year live when they announced it they brought out John Barenthal from The Walking Dead and Punisher and that dude's a good actor, but he's not very charismatic when he's not acting. But what brought it all around is he brought his dog out on stage, and everything was awesome. <laughs> that, that makes everything happy, right? It did. Rainbows it totally made up for it. It was such and, a good boy. And zebra cakes. Rainbows and zebra cakes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody loves zebra cakes. I'm excited about the next one. All right. So the next one is Watch Dogs Legion. I'm actually excited for that one, too. Uh, they announced this uh, last year also, but says everyone in London's open world is a potential recruit for your resistance group. When Watchdogs Legion arrives on October 29th, build your own dead set crew up to 40 operatives at a time and hack, sneak, fly, and fight your way to a better tomorrow. Yeah, dude, I'm ready to get Helen. Isn't it Helen, right? I want so, just 40 old grannies. I was going to say there's... By actually quite a few grannies you could play as in this game and the grannies have skills man because i have watched a ton of watchdogs legion because the day that they did this ubisoft forward was the uh, uh the embargo date so a lot of people posted their videos of watchdogs legion um and one of them that i watched they tried to recruit every old lady that they could and one old lady that they got was um, the head honcho of a computer security company. So she could hack like everything. Like it was nothing, man. Uh, but the funniest part about this is they, uh, they tried to do a mission where you actually had to steal something from the top floor of a building. So they used this old lady and they tried to hack their way all the way up. But what was funny is they actually started climbing with this character and let me tell you this old lady could climb better than i could <laughs> it was amazing hey. and in a skirt and high heels oh man <laughs> now you know back then people i guess used to climb trees more than we do nowadays right i'm gonna yeah. i'm just gonna blame it on that <laughs> parkour grandma play her and Watchdogs Legion. Now the game looks good. They, uh, I watched some demos too, showing uh, like the ray tracing usage on reflections is really interesting on the PC version. Uh, it looks like a great game. I still haven't played the older Watchdogs though. Don't. Um, I have Watchdogs too sitting over there. I just haven't started it up. So, um, but watch, don't, don't is the answer, right? Watchdogs One was decent, but. Um... I mean, it wasn't so good that I had to play part two. Mm -hmm. um, what yeah. blew my mind is that if you want to get technical, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed take place in the same universe. Um, you could actually find, uh, 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 what is it, files in Watch Dogs that um, talk about Abstergo and a lot of the uh, uh, Assassin's Creed stuff from the past. So it would be really cool to see in the future how they mash these together uh but no uh legion legion is a must um one and two not so much although in two they say what's really fun is uh hacking a scissor lift and just driving that everywhere that just sounds like fun in real life 
and it's actually back for Watch Dogs Legion because the same people that talked about that made sure they could do it in Watch Dogs Legion, and they did. Yeah, don't drive around a scissor lift in real life, kids. Don't steal one or hack into one. Anyway, that is our disclaimer for that uh, segment. Hey, what's the next game? Uh, you know more about this one. Okay, so they talked about how Brawlhalla was actually coming to mobile, and it's dun, dun, all dun. it's going to be all cross-platform at this point. Uh, Brawlhalla is bringing its fierce free-to-play platform fighting action to iOS and Android devices on August 6th. The mobile versions will feature cross-play with all other platforms, PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Uh, They will also offer a special in-game reward for players who download and play soon after launch. Um, Me and Travis were talking about this before the podcast started, and um, this is actually like my favorite free-to-play game. Um, I would consider it the most decent free-to-play game. That doesn't mean that it's the best. Um, but it's pretty easy to pick up if, like, you're a Smash Bro- uh, Smash Bros. fan. Um, it's easier to play than Smash Bros. Um, and there's a lot of characters. Holy crap, it's there's like a lot of characters. like 70 of them now. Dude, and, and they, they always do crossover events. Like, they had uh, the WWE crossover where they had wrestlers in there. There was... Uh, the Rayman crossover, uh, Adventure Time, what else? Uh, I mean, all kind of stuff, man. There's all kind of characters, and I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's a decent one to check out. Um, yeah, it's, it's not Smash Brothers Lite. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we have uh, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Is a free-to-play tactical RPG coming with a massive roster, speaking of 70, of 70 characters spanning the Tom Clancy's universe of games. And it's arriving August 27th on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. So you can play as, what, Sam Fisher? Yeah, it was um, Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell was the one that got me. Yeah. Like, because I, I was watching the preview for it, and everything looked real Fortnite-esque, the way it was drawn. And I that hated kind it. kind of clean, slick graphic they have on everything. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Um, <laughs> but no, I saw Sam Fisher and I was like, wait, like, it, there's no way this is a Splinter Cell game because it's way too fast paced. Um, and I didn't recognize any of the other characters because um, I haven't really played too much Tom Clancy games. Um, uh, I'm, I'm out on this one. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, they kind of remind me of the Warner Brothers Batman cartoons, like the way they look, uh, but in 3D. That's kind of what Fortnite reminds me of. I can see that. Yeah. Um, all right. What do we have next up on the list, Rowdy? All right, man. So next next from the presentation uh, was a Rainbow Six Siege presentation. Uh, the development team at Ubisoft Montreal, uh, they put a video message to celebrate five years since the launch of the game and to thank the community for their passion and dedication. Um, I didn't realize this game had been out for five years. I thought it had only been like two, three. Um, I thought it had been out forever. Dude, this game has gotten so much support. Um, there's still uh, uh, tons and tons of competitions for this game. Uh, you could win a lot of money playing Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and they even talked about how they were even having new operators, which are the characters you play as in the game, um, soon, putting more of them out. So that's cool. Nice. If you're into Rainbow Six Siege, it looks like they're going to support that for quite some time. But right, uh, I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Hyperscape uh, is in open beta. It's live now if you want to play it now. Uh, and it is uh, Fortnite. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's the <laughs> fast-paced sci-fi multiplayer shooter now available for PC players around the world to play for free. Uh, the open beta features a new weapon hack game modes and Twitch features. And it, it looked like... It wasn't a Battle Royale, though. It just kind of looked like a generic shooter. Um, they, they spent a lot of time on showing what... I guess some uh, bull shot of the game or uh, little movies of the game more so than showing the actual gameplay. So that kind of scares me, but it's ready to go already. So I, I think it is a battle royale because I think, well, oh, well, okay. So the story was kind of hard to understand because it, it has like lore in it mm-hmm. and it's basically like everybody can live in virtual reality 
um, to escape the real world because apparently the real world is awful right now, um, mm. or in the game. I mean, it really is awful yeah. right now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so uh, uh, you could escape into VR, but apparently people in VR are getting attacked and it's hurting them in real life. So it's basically like the story for Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. If you like that anime, um, yeah, I I don't know if it's a battle royale or not. I know it's a first person shooter. It might be an arena shooter, like Valorant. I think it is. I think it's Overwatch. more arena. It's a shooter. Go play it. You can you find go. out at the open beta. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's the next big? One? The next one I'm super excited about. Yeah, man. Like, this one's all you, man. <laughs> all right, Assassin's Creed Valhalla launches finally on November seventeenth. When players can lead Viking raids, assault fortified castles, assassinate targets, build alliances, upgrade their settlement, and become a legendary Viking during England's Dark Ages. Man, this game looks so freaking good. Like, I want to play it now. Dude. They they had 30 minutes where they showed you actually how the game plays, too. Now, we had a lot of speculation in the past, like, how will this game look on things like Xbox One X? Were they showing actual gameplay during the Xbox One X gameplay footage uh, thing they had a couple months ago? No, it it does look different. They were definitely showing some bullshit, but it still it looks, looks really good. It looks great now. Oh, dude, <laughs> it looks it looks fantastic. I'm not. It doesn't look as good as I think they they have shown in the past. Whenever they actually show the real gameplay footage, but yeah. it still looks spectacular. Um, I was really surprised, though. You get a group to raid with you all the time. So have you watched, um, again, uh, on the, the, the on Sunday when this came out, that was the mm-hmm. day the embargo was up for Assassin's Creed Valhalla as well. Uh, so yeah. people got to release their uh, uh, videos of them playing that. Um, and I've seen mm-hmm. quite a few videos of this now. Um, and uh, one of them I watched did a raid... And it was absolutely awesome the way that it worked. Because, um, I mean, like, in the in the video, they showed you how, you know, they'll help you out and stuff. But mm-hmm. they kind of skipped here and there. Well, this video, I mean, they showed the bulk of their raid and how fluid it was when people would help you out, like, try to bust down a door and stuff like that. Um, nice. It was pretty legit. But the one thing, the funniest thing I found about this was how you could dual-wield shields. Yes. Um, I'm basically going to be, you know, Captain Norway. Shield Rowdy Warrior. Wait, Shield Warrior Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to Cap- swing swords everywhere. Captain, I mean, whatever. Nor- I mean, it's not Viking Norway. Viking Master but... Rowdy. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm already growing my beard in anticipation for it. I've just got to get some horns uh, nice. going. Nice. But, uh, no, dude, I, I was actually really excited to see that you could dual shield because I played some, some Dungeons & Dragons, and dual shielding is a thing you can do. It's oh, yeah. almost silly. But uh, shields, I mean, if you got the right shields, if you got spiky points on them, it was actually a not uncommon tactic to use in the past. Um, and, you know, you're always shielded, like a turtle, with and you hit things. So I um I put down Assassin's Creed Origins here a while back to play some other games and I don't see myself getting back into Origins. Uh, it's super fun. Like I'm I'm not I'm not knocking the game. It's it's very fun, but I just don't see myself picking it back up because I need to play Odyssey. Um, Dude, now which which everybody Please said was vastly improved upon from Origins, which I think Origins was improved upon from the old games. Um, but yeah, so I need to do Odyssey before I do Valhalla. But the next game is the one I was super excited about. Ooh. Far Cry 6 will launch on February 18th, 2021 and transport players to the tropical island of Yara, uh, where they will fight to free their homeland from the grasp of the brutal tyrant. Portrayed by Giancarlo Esposito from Better Call Saul and The Mandalorian, President Anton Castillo will do anything to hold on to power as he grooms his son Diego, played by Anthony Gonzalez from Coco, to secede him. Players will have to use all the weapons, vehicles, and allies at their disposal to light the fires of 
Revolution. So, Far Cry games are at least since Far Cry Three have known have been known for just the amazing villains they've had in the game, and I know that's not a good thing to say amazing villains but everybody they've had to play the villains have just been very good at what they do um, the writing is very good for it uh, and the games play awesome now there was no gameplay for Far Cry 6 but they set up the villain and everything like that and Giancarlo Esposito plays a great villain in everything that I've seen him in Better Call Saul uh, and Breaking Bad uh, Breaking Bad, like he was amazing in that, um, and oh, yeah, he's absolutely. also the he's also the bad guy in the Mandalorian, um, and he just he's just got this face, man, that's just so menacing, uh, and it's funny because you see him in interviews and he seems like one of the nicest guys, but he always plays a villain and he's just always so menacing looking. He's gonna be great in this game, man. Um, now, the video that they had showed a very conflicted son. Um, but I would probably I love be how it started, by the I way. Would, <laughs> I would he, probably be conflicted if I was holding a hand grenade as well, with no yes. pins. <laughs> yeah, that was... He just walks up and is like, come here, son, I hand you a grenade. Bing! You let go, you're screwed, basically, is what he does. Yeah. And I was then, just like, man... Of course, then by the end of the video, he wants to throw it at the... He wants his son to drop the grenade on the people rioting. Yes. It's intense, man. Yeah, so that is... that, that That's that's a villain from Far Cry, yeah. man. I mean, they, they make you hate these people. That guy's um, going to need some therapy. But, like, uh, Far Cry 5. I loved Far Cry 5. Um, I, I, I actually bought it on a whim because there really wasn't anything else coming out around the time. Um, and I had friends who loved Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4. Um, so I was like, you know what? You know, I- I'm not going to go back and play the old ones. I'll just pick them up at 5. And it was amazing the way that, that 5 was set up. I mean, you played in Montana and you uh, 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 had to fight off this religious cult and all this stuff. And the game, it played amazing. It was very fluid. Um, I mean, obviously, there's stuff that annoy people. But Ubisoft even made fun of themselves in that game. I mean... It, it, it was so amazing, and then the was it Far Cry New Dawn came out after that, which was looked like it started out as DLC and then turned into like a half game. Um, it was like uh, twenty years after Far Cry Five, and it was discounted when it came out. It was like a thirty-five, forty-dollar game. Um, and if you see Far Cry Five and Far Cry New Dawn on sale on any Ubisoft sale, you should totally pick those up. Even if you don't even play them that long, like you need to see like just how good Far Cry Five was and see the villains and everything, just to know that you know Far Cry Six they're gonna try and top themselves. It's gonna be awesome, man! I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I still need to go back and play Far Cry Five, but uh. Uh, the on mine, I don't think it came across on the podcast or anything, but your voice dropped for a second. I could have sworn you said that you're going to play as Hannah Montana in Far Cry 5. And oh, I, yeah. I wanted to chuckle internally because I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, there's actually that'd a part be... where you play as Hannah Montana <laughs> and you have to go up against this religious cult with the uh, power yeah. of pop music. Yes. This is a mod that you can find on Steam, I'm sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's it's got to be true. I'd oh love the God. commercials for that. Play as Hannah Montana in the latest Far Cry game. Uh, nah, that yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go ahead. That is pretty much it for Ubisoft Forward. Uh, you can check out. They had a lot. Ubisoft Forward was very well done. Like, yeah, I was impressed. Probably one of the better ones that I've seen. Um, now the next one. I don't know if it was well done or not. I didn't watch it. I caught the highlights for y'all. Stadia Connect. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, you know our um, intense We're, we're huge love. fans. Yes. We're huge fans of Stadia. Yeah, we're, we're going to see if maybe, the, maybe Google starts sharing our stuff if we say we really like Stadia. We really love Stadia so much, guys. It's my, it's it my primary gaming console. Yeah, it's I terrible. Mean, it's it's I've where I primarily it. play video games. 
it's total junk, man. I've actually played Stadia. Okay, anyway, I didn't even know Stadia Connect happened, dude. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, hardly anybody did, except for angry people on Reddit. Uh, so, uh, there is a new feature that's coming to Stadia. It is called Crowd Choice and Crowd Play. Uh, it says, if you were watching carefully during the Connect, you spotted a glimpse of two upcoming Stadia-enhanced features. Soon, you'll be able to play with your favorite creator while the world watches with Crowd Play. As the action unfolds live on YouTube, you'll be able to join in and fight alongside or against creators in Dead by Daylight or take them head-to-head in Superman, Super Bomberman R Online, which I'll talk about here in just a bit. Superman Bomb. So it, there's so It's getting so confusing. I mean, it's like a Capcom title at this point. Dude, um, that, was a, that was a feature they said they were going to have at launch. Yeah. that's It's supposedly now going to happen. Um, which, uh, I mean... That was- that was the only feature that stood out to me that I was like, this could be cool uh, because they showed like, um, what is it? They, they showed in one of their videos how you could pull up a YouTube video and then click somewhere. I forget where, like you click somewhere on the video and you could actually play the game from that point. And then they made it to where like, let's say like me and you were playing a game. And I'm like, man, this is super hard. I can't beat this. I could toss it over to you. I could watch you beat it. Then you could toss it back to me. Um, that was the only thing about Stadia I thought sounded cool. Yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, it is a cool concept. <laughs> I, I think it could be something they could do on other systems in the future. Oh, yeah. uh, now, there's another Stadia-enhanced feature. Crowd oh. choice. You'll be able to vote alongside other fans on YouTube and take control in games like dead by daylight so basically you could choose whether the creator is a victim or the killer and pick pick which killer they'll play um so basically you just let people choose for you Eh. it's a voting system yeah uh so uh they it is apparently currently available on dead by daylight now the next thing is super bomberman are online is coming exclusively to Stadia. There's no release date just yet. Now, Super Bomberman R released it's super on fun. I I'm actually I actually got rid of it. Eh. I had issues with Super Bomberman R. It's I think it was the solo mode, but I did get rid of it on the Switch. I think I had issues. Multiplayer was good. But this is different. It says, drop bombs and collect power-ups to blast your way through Super Bomberman R Online. You can compete against 64 players from around oh. the world in an explosive survival battle. That's it's too Fortnite many Bomberman, guys. Which, I mean, Bomberman was it was always that kind of thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, with the new Battle 64 mode, moved from one area to another and blast away your rivals in an epic online survival battle. Fight your way to the end and outlast all the other players to be Bomber 1. Dude, yeah, yeah. 64 people in Bomberman. That is too much. <laughs> I've played, and, I want to say, an eight-person Bomberman, and that was pushing it. So, I, I remember playing 32-player Bomberman at some point, at somewhere. But, basically, it's not like one map. It's like a six or uh, eight different maps simultaneously and you can hop to the next map. I don't oh, know if okay. explosions from one map go to the other one. That would be a good question to look up actually. Uh, but I mean, honestly, if you, if you have stadia, that's actually a pretty cool game. I think to play still not worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is outcasters uh, is coming to this fall. Um, it's a frenetic competitive multiplayer game where you can aim around corners, uh, compete across different maps and game modes, unlock endless pickups and abilities, and customize the look of your absurd little outcaster. Uh, it's developed by Shooter Specialist at Splash Damage. I have no clue who they are. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's. they'll tell you more in the next couple months. And honestly, it looked fun, but it doesn't seem to have any more depth than like a mobile game. Meh. Yeah, uh, another one. Uh, this one, <laughs> uh, an exclusive to Stadia. Another exclusive. One hand clapping. Now, yeah, oh, man, that's pretty dang good. I can't do it that well. Yeah, mine's just like a soft. 
Uh, anyway, uh, so here's their here's their intro. Hearing your own voice is strange, right? How about a fun game that teaches you to control it, help you to feel more comfortable and confident while singing, and guide you to develop a stronger connection to your voice? So this game is essentially a platformer, but you have to adjust the pitch of your voice as you affect the area around you. Like if there's a pile of garbage, that hopefully this game isn't, because it actually looks interesting. Um, when you go from uh, like higher and lower and lower and all that stuff, it raises up and down the stuff in front of you. Now, some points you have to yell and it shakes things on the screen. Um, I have an alternative commercial for y'all. You ready for my alternative oh, no. commercial? Let's, let's hey, kids! It. Hey, kids! You want to freak out your parents and annoy every single person in the room with you? Stare yeah. at the screen and say, wow! Stare at the screen and say, oh! To affect the world around you? Well, as... <laughs> I can't do it anymore. That's essentially how it's going to go. You are going to annoy every single person in the room with you unless you play this by yourself. Dude. There's no way around it. Every game where you have to use your voice to control stuff is the most annoying thing in the world. It's like that, um... What's that one that's on Game Pass where you play as the goat and the guy in the shopping cart? The goat and the guy in the... That sounds amazing. Whatever it is, well, it's it's, it's market like a, express or something like that. It's it's uh it's it's a two player game, and one person plays as a guy, one person plays as a goat, and you hook up your mic, and one person controls the right side, the other person controls the left side, and you have to take and you both have to scream into it to move forward, and then one person screams to move it a like right, the other one to turn it left, and you have to make it through these uh, obstacle courses. Um, that are in these supermarkets and um, let me just tell you watching videos of people play this is annoying enough let alone doing it in person oh my god I'm out so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about streaming one hand clapping because I still have that stadia um, I still haven't gotten rid of it just yet I'm still in that three month period man you better delete all your your, your info on there man for that so they don't charge you after that three three months uh, i know i know i don't want to give them any money uh but i just want to I, I just want to sit in the house and annoy everybody in the house and see if i can get my dogs to howl with me dude you, i was just gonna game. say you can't play that game because it's gonna pick up the dogs and like they're gonna like make you jump off a cliff or something because they bark at the wrong time yeah we're all gonna howl together get ready for the most uh annoying stream in the world we'll see oh i'll see God. if i can get that running that would be amazing <laughs> all right uh next up why this is this is in a big like direct style thing by the way we're, we're pretty much done with anything you really want to know the rest of this is just filler junk uh, griping. for the most part yeah uh laura croft in the temple of the of osiris is a five-year-old game yep it's an ARPG sort of. Uh, why I'm not even going to read what it's about, guys. This game's been out forever. I thought it was something new because in the in the video they're like, "Oh, this wonderful game, blah 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 blah." Laurel Croft in her first time ever doing this. This game looks kind of old. Yeah, let me look into it. Oh, it's a five year old game. Okay, whatever. Next up, Dead by Daylight is coming to stadium. Uh, yeah, we already talked about that. Uh, Destiny Dude. Two is going to have cross play. Uh, D Dead by Daylight um, is actually a pretty fun game, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Multiplayer-wise, it's pretty fun, man. And it's fun to watch. Uh, but, uh, eh, whatever, Stadia. Yeah, I think it's on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, but next, Destiny 2, they announced cross-play is going to be available between PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, and Stadia. Yeah, because they can't get enough people to play on Stadia to make matches. Oh. Yeah, no, for real. It. Like, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but for real. Like, they have people that, like, can't do multiplayer because they don't have enough people who, uh, uh, Because, uh, like, you could set up, like, the parameters that you want for your multiplayer game, and there's not enough people online to where you could do full battles with the parameters that you like. So you literally have to go into random modes just so that you could play other people. 
Uh, okay, do you want to take this next one? Because this one seems... Man. <laughs> uh, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, coming to Stadia. Although, you know, with all the... Uh, you got to be really fast when you play this game. And, yeah, uh, I mean, the, you, the, you have, like, what? A matter of milliseconds. Like, not even that. Dude, I'm, I was, I was parry, not fast right? enough. I was not fast enough to, like, parry or block, like, anything in this game. I mean, that's not saying much. But this game, it should be renamed Sekiro. Stadia players die every single lag spike. Dude, for real. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be awful. Like, I mean, that's just my bias against this game. It is very well documented that I hate this game. Uh, mm. But it's going to be awful on Stadia. I don't even understand what they're thinking about whenever they're picking games that require, like, Twitch action, actions, you know? Like, just very quick, quick, quick things whenever you're having to deal with potential lag. It just blows my mind. I All mean, right. if, you live, if you live next door to, like, a Google uh, a, a data server or whatever, I mean, you might be okay, but... Dude, even with gigabit internet, like I've seen that that stuff lag. If you're directly inside Google's <laughs> computers, if you're yeah. using Google's supercomputer, <laughs> you might be able to play this, guys. Maybe. All right. So uh, this was summed up pretty well, I think, by a user. Uh, I'm on the on the Stadia subreddit. Like, I feel like a spy because I kind of want to see how things are going over there. And so this is one of the top ones from this week, uh, a post. Uh, (laughs) It's even with low expectations. It was really bad. So this is the review that a lot of people gave awards to and upvoted a whole lot. Um, So they put, this is user uh, Slavin. As we saw a lot during the past few days, it was potentially Stadia's biggest event. Their first E3-like presentation. The one that followed the PS5 and Xbox presentation. What we wanted was a vision into the future. New features, new countries, news about what is coming, extended support of current devices. Like how mobile today is seriously behind. We got none of that. We got games we already knew were coming. We got one or two older surprise games. Lots of small indie stuff. I knew we wouldn't have much, but that is next to nothing. I'm a cloud gaming enthusiast, and I like Stadia. But to me... uh Uh-oh. But to me, this is what a presentation looks like when you have nothing of value to say for the near future. How can new people be... Yeah, how can new people be excited to join Stadia when all you see all this awesome stuff the next gen is bringing? I feel like no excitement left for Stadia. My pro ends next week and probably won't renew. I'll keep playing what I currently have, but slow down my purchases because Google was absolutely not giving any confidence about the future of the platform. And should we talk about the big summer sale? Yeah. Eight games plus some DLC on sale. Eight. Uh, so look, yeah. man, I've always, I've always spoke very highly of fans of stadia yeah. just because man like those people are hardcore about it man and more power to them because i mean cloud gaming like it sounded great at the beginning um and, and people who are really interested in it like they, they've probably it's probably the best way they could game uh but even the stadia enthusiasts now are not happy with this stuff that's bad, man. Because those those were some diehard fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, man, uh, we'll see what happens in the future. They do say they're going to be upgrading the graphics at some point. I uh, saw a lot of people looking for. Please tell us about Stadia Gen Two, please, for the love of God. Uh, but, Gen Two. Yeah, that's apparently the next thing that they're going into. But <sighs> poor Stadia. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about the Google graveyard. I've been uh, one of the active barriers of Google products in the past that were bleeding tech uh, and bleeding edge tech. And this is definitely one that we uh, called. So, all right, let's move on to uh, some not so depressing gaming news. Uh, Sony 
has invested $250 million into Epic Games. Rowdy's uh, one of your favorite new groups lately, right? Um, What's that? Epic Game Store. Oh. Epic. Yeah. Uh, the Unreal Engine devs, Fortnite creators, and the people that run the Epic Store have had $250 injected into them by Sony, giving them giving Sony a minority stake in the company. Now, this deal will supposedly enable Sony and Epic to kind of broaden their collaboration with Sony's portfolio, and they'll also kind of receive assistance from Epic's social entertainment platform. That basically means you're going to see PS5 ads in Fortnite and the Epic Store. Now, just to give some perspective with this, because this... In 2012, Epic got $330 million from Tencent. Tencent owns 40% of yeah. Epic. Okay, they, they own a good chunk of it. Well, $330 million back then compared to $250 million nowadays. Sony's claim for that $250 million is only a 1.4% stake in Epic. Because now Epic Games is valued at $17.86 billion for their company that's how big this company has gotten using the unreal engine with fortnite they are worth a lot of money now this news is making some people kind of grumpy though because uh, i know i know we were kind of talking about it you remember the uh the unreal engine 5 demo that showed just the playstation 5 gaming right rowdy yeah yeah it was it, they didn't say what that game was but it was just like that demo yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, well, you know, this is, a lot of people are angry because it was kind of sold in a way that's like, oh, only PlayStation 5 can do these kind of things, right? Whenever actually, you know, they had to come out later and say, okay, well, yeah, this stuff can be done on the Xbox Series X too. Well, this angered some people. You can see uh, on there, somebody tweeted, did tim sweeney not clearly say there was no financial arrangement or reason behind recent statements surrounding heavily tilted toward sorry this person's stuff is kind of weird basically saying you guys didn't tell us that ps5 or sony and epic were working together when they showed this are they lying about it now because of this deal well tim sweeney came out and said well yeah here's what i actually said back in may Serious investment discussions followed from the Unreal Engine 5 demo we showed on PlayStation 5. I guess they liked it. Um, <laughs> you know, he said in the past, on May 16th, there's not some secret deal. 100% of the stuff we've been working on with Sony over the past months is now publicly announced. The UE5 demo on PlayStation 5, Nanite, Lumen, and Epic Online services for cross-platform play across all platforms. Um... So there are some people that are angry that this announcement happened because they didn't notice they were working together. I'm not a quite sure why everybody's angry. Um, so They've been working together for quite some time, man. Because if you look, um, there were a lot of Sony exclusives that came to the Epic Store. Um, there was, what was it, Heavy Rain. Uh, it, was, it was the three David Cage games. Um, Heavy Rain... Uh, Beyond Two Souls and uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Um, those were all very um, movie-esque type games. Um, they were, I mean, okay. David Cage is a weird dude, but, I mean, whatever. They're, they're, they were okay <laughs> games. And then um, that Predator game uh, was only available on Epic Game Store and PS4. And then... God, there was some other stuff. Um, I want to say originally uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was supposed to be Epic exclusive. I might be lying about that. It's definitely not now. So that um, does lead into, you know, are we going to start seeing more Sony first-party games possibly coming to PC through the Epic Store? I mean, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean... Yeah, uh, and like you said, Horizon Zero Dawn's going that way. Uh, I think though you can get it on everything else though. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it, it, I think it was originally supposed to be Epic exclusive, but yeah, it's it's going to be on everything else. That's yeah. that's too big of a game to put on one place. Right. Horizon Zero Dawn, play it, everybody. Oh, I'm out there. I'm getting it on PC now. <laughs> I think people are upset because they feel like the Unreal Engine is not going to come to Xbox. 
Okay. Where it's not going to be used dumb. on PC anymore. And that that is stupid. We just that's the reason why I put in the this is only a 1.4 stake in the company, guys. This is not Sony buying Unreal Engine. I don't think Sony wants uh, to put up that money. Even even if they were to buy the Unreal Engine, everybody would still could still lease it for whatever mm-hmm. console. They, you can't I mean Unreal Engine is one of the best engines out there. Like you just you can't keep that to yourself and make every other company out there make their own engine. Get out of here, man. Yeah. All <laughs> right. And uh, we had a, uh, there was a Unreal Engine 5 demo overview that had some interesting tidbits. But, Rowdy, I think I'm actually going to save this for like a little solo side quest later to get a little okay. more in depth with it. So this episode doesn't go too long. Uh, I'll keep people up to date on that whenever I decide to go into that. Because uh, I, I'm going to talk for way too long and put y'all to sleep. With as much news as there is, we've already had a pretty long section. I will uh, give y'all some tidbits another day. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the PlayStation 5 Hands-On by Geoff Keeley. You know the Game Awards, dude? That's Jeff Keeley. Oh, whatever, I said Geoff. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. no, no, I, I, I know this dude. He was uh, He's all over the place, man. This dude... Yeah. Uh, He's been to every single E3 ever. Mm-hmm. He's trying to basically recreate E3 right now. Yeah. Um, he's pretty much a, the biggest name in Game Awards type stuff right now. Um, he's kind of weird, but, I mean, more power to him. He's, he put together the Game Awards, and he's, he's, he's basically uh, 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 carrying on the E3 tradition now that we can't have E3 this year. Uh, he was also in Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> All right. So he, the, Sony gave him a hands-on review where he got to talk about the controller and kind of focus on just the PlayStation 5 controller. Now, he talks about that there are pressure points in the trigger. Now, we talked about this in a previous episode where uh, I had some concerns. Is the controller going to kick back at you? Like whenever you press it and like you're driving and it kicks back and forth. And that's not the case. Apparently, it changes the amount of pressure required to push in the button depending on what you're doing. So let's say you're driving, right, in a game. You might have a looser controller trigger than getting out of your car and pulling back a bow and arrow like it might be harder to push down for that bow and arrow to kind of recreate the tension on the string okay um so that is one thing that we've kind of got a little more confirmation on it doesn't necessarily have motors that kick back at you because that was a big concern for me Uh, it's like (laughs) it's like squeezing it because i i'd be afraid to break the thing if it was trying to kick back you know or i'd want to see how far i could go um Next up, haptics are improved. Now, whenever they say haptics, this is fancy rumble is what it means, right? Yeah. Uh, In the demo, which he was playing Astro's Playroom, which is kind of like the game that sounds like it's going to be PlayStation 5. I I thought it looked decent. Um, But he was holding up the controller to the uh, microphone to see if you could hear the footsteps. Well, if you have a Nintendo Switch, they have something called HD Rumble. Okay? And HD Rumble essentially does a... They take the wave of the sound that's in the game and they translate into a vibration on the controller. Is basically what they're doing. You can actually play songs with the HD Rumble. And I think the updated haptics, quote-unquote, is essentially the same kind of technology based on what I'm seeing in their video. So just kind of expect the haptics or, you know, rumbly rums, whatever you want to call them, or be like HD rumble for Nintendo. Uh, also, they're saying that the PS4 contr- PS5 controller is a little bit heavier. Uh, otherwise, the Astros Playroom demo, it looks good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways they... Sh- it's like a tech demo, basically. Like, they have sand blow across the character, and you can feel it vibrating in the controller and stuff like that. Looks decent for a game that I think is free. Yeah, uh, I, I, it, it'll be free, um, just because it's, it's a continuation from uh, PlayStation 4. They had an AR game that was based mm-hmm. off of these little uh, Astrobots. Um, it was kind of cool if you if you plugged up your uh playstation camera like it was 
it was I mean it was a cool tech demo like it wasn't like the most awesome thing in the world uh, but that looks like this that's what this is going to be as well just the little astrobots again little tech demo of all the cool stuff you could do with probably the microphone and the camera and stuff like that um, I mean I'll probably play it for all of about 10 minutes like everybody else and you'll go play something else <laughs> alright let's go ahead and like, move like bug snacks <laughs> oh god bug snacks talk about uh, bug snacks no let's not talk about bug snacks I'm done with bug snacks uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Xbox uh, announced a whole bunch of games coming up this month uh, for Xbox Game Pass. They announced Mountain Blade Warband, uh, which is kind of like an open box um, medieval game where you get people on your team. Apparently, you can have fights with 600 people against each other. Supposedly yeah, really the, good. The second one came out recently, and people people bought it up because they liked the first one so much. This, this this is the first, or well, this is at least the previous one, and people loved it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Yakuza Kiwami is coming out uh, for console and PC. A game called The Tourist, which I don't know a whole bunch about. Uh, they'll also have the grounded game preview. So I played the grounded beta. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm ready to play with other people though. Cause I need somebody to help me take down those frightening, frightening spiders. Yeah. Uh, Cause they are scary. Uh, a game called nowhere prophecy, which is going to be another roguelike, uh, carry on is coming to game pass. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. So excited. I'm so glad it's coming to game pass. Uh, Golf with Your Friends is already on Game Pass for the Xbox, but it's also coming to PC. Oh, okay. I was fixing to say. Yeah, uh, I still need to. Uh, we still need to play it. I don't enjoy it single player, to be honest. Uh, oh, it's awful single player. Okay, it's not just me because I know you're like Travis. You have to play golf with friends. It's like uh, no, yeah, yeah, no. It's it's a must. Like that's why they call it with for your friends. Yeah. That makes more <laughs> sense now. Now the game. I really enjoyed that is released is a game called Forager, uh, which I'll talk about in the game impression segment uh, coming up after rumors. So uh, all those just came to Game Pass. Uh, next up, Rowdy was tell Rowdy, do you want to take over this one? Because you were telling me about this before the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, so Xbox One X. I mean, they're stopping the production according to CNET. Uh, Microsoft has confirmed it's discontinuing the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S all digital edition uh, calling it a natural step as it focuses on the launch of the Xbox Series X and Project X Cloud probably also Series S mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't confirmed that one uh, Microsoft says it's stopping production on the One X console and digital edition of the One S uh, Xbox One S uh, disc version will continue to be manufactured and sold globally, a Microsoft spokesperson said in an email statement. Uh, gamers can check with their local retailers uh, for more details on Xbox One hardware availability. And this just, I mean, to me, this is just, like they said, it's its a natural step. I mean, you really need to focus on that next console. Um, I know that all of the games coming out for the Series X are playable on the Xbox One, but you really want to focus on that new console so that everybody can get, you know, the best version of it. Yeah. And the One X is uh, rumored to be very similar to Xbox Lockhart or also known as Xbox Series S. We'll see. Um, named, named after Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII, a game that you cannot play on any Microsoft system right now. I can't kill that. <laughs> Roddy just won't stop it. Uh, all right. Speaking of the Xbox Series S, guys, we had a rumor we've been talking about called the Night of Mic Drops, which is supposed to be the Xbox Game Showcase this upcoming Thursday. Don't drop your mics. Don't drop your mic. But honestly, you probably want to hold on to those mics because there might not be any mic droppings. Aaron Greenberg of Xbox is uh, going out and lowering everybody's expectations or subverting expectations. Uh, Aaron Greenberg says, I know everyone is excited for the Xbox Game Showcase next Thursday. I've seen some wild expectations, so if helpful, this show has one focus. Games. No business, no devices, or similar news. Just games. A whole show about an hour long is focused on 
games. Hope you enjoy it. So, so guys, yeah. Here's here's what I hate about this. It wasn't anybody from Microsoft that said it's a night of mic drops. Mm-mm. Nope. Like just dim rumors. They know better. After that, uh, 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 that gameplay, uh, uh, a deal they did that mm. didn't have gameplay. Like they know not to hype their stuff up. This was somebody else that was like, "This is gonna be a night of mic drops." Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, and this is coming from a, a Sony fanboy. Um, I mean, I just I hate that people now expect this to be a night of mic drops. I just. I just want to see the games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's what they're going. Now, there is a little bit of news, though, uh, that is positive. And then coming off the Stadia failure of their announcement that they just did, I actually <laughs> saw quite a people talking about this in the Reddit Stadia or Stadia subreddit. XCloud is coming to Game Pass. Now, we have talked about this in the past. This has been a rumor, but now it is becoming more official. Uh, so it's not going to necessarily have the xCloud name. Um, so I'm curious if uh, we're going to start seeing it, you know, like, are we going to have Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series Cloud? Is that how they're going to work this? I don't know. But these are quotes from Phil Spencer uh, from a Verge article. He says, over time, we will continue to expand how we introduce streaming as part of the platform and playing games that you own that aren't part of the subscription, says Phil Spencer. For launch, we're putting in Ultimate for no additional cost. We think it's a good audience for us to start with, and it's an audience that plays a lot of games. So this is going to be for the people that are in uh, Game Pass, uh, the the better Game Pass, essentially. Um, Now... Current plans are to access this through phone or tablet, and there are no official details which devices this will support. But he says we want to bring xCloud eventually to every screen that someone can stream games to. Right now, we're just saying mobile. So you hear that, guys? If you have a smart toaster or a refrigerator, eventually you will hopefully be able to play xCloud on it. Now, he says there are discussions going on, and we're working through things. We'll talk more specifically about which mobile devices through August and the September launch. Now, outside of its use of just uh, playing games, you know, because xCloud is, you know, these streaming services are really made to, what, play games, right? But we've talked about this and speculated in the past that it's going to be not so much just to play your games solely. It's a kind of gap in between whenever you can't be in a system or as a way to sell them. So he says, Mm -hmm. there's an ease of browsing and buying capability on xCloud that I find incredibly valuable today, says Spencer. Many times the first time I play a game will actually be on xCloud so I can go and use it as my snackable trial experience. So, mm, yummy. It's like a Lunchable. Uh, Now, we want that trial to be an as easy as it is in music and video today, where I can send you a track in Spotify today and you can stream it instantly, says Spencer. Over time, anywhere I see a game, I should be able to give it a try. So that's what they're really going for, is xCloud is not so much going to be where you mostly play your games at. It's, hey, here's a game preview, or hey, play it on this before you pay the money for the full version. Or you go and download it on your... uh, xbox through game pass so that is uh the news for this week rowdy you got anything else before we head to uh fake gaming news no man that's it all right guys we will be back right after rowdy's fancy musical break (laughs) 